Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. It's also quite a bit about our lives. Folks, how are you handling daylight savings time? Is stuff rough for you right now? This is Monday. We are recording on Monday. We're recording very close to the middle of the day on Monday, which <laughs> is, I, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's um, uh, off-brand, for the Reality Blows podcast, but I'll tell you, this is pushing about as late as we've ever done this podcast, but we are going to get it in. I'm nervous. What are you nervous about? You think it's going to come out on Monday? What are you talking about? It is Monday. Oh, we, <laughs> it's 11. We have to push it till Tuesday. Who knows? <laughs> it's 1129 a.m. East Coast time. I'm rocked by daylight savings time, and I never have been ever in my entire life. Tell me why. I don't. I I have lost this whole weekend, and it is 100% because of daylight savings time. I feel... Well, daylight I, savings time only occurred yesterday, yeah. so you did have it one day of the weekend free of the D-L-S-T. No, because it was the lead-up. It was the lead-up. The lead-up? Mm-hmm. What does the lead-up mean? Knowing I'm going to lose an hour the <laughs> next day. I didn't realize at all that it was daylight savings time till about three hours into my day yesterday. I... I I, I wondered why it was much later than I thought it'd be when I walked when I woke up. When but... I thought it'd be <laughs> daylight savings time, dog. No, what has happened is an unfortunate <laughs> combination of events, which is a daylight savings time occurred, but b most importantly, we've been watching sixty days in. Is that the name of the yeah, show? That, yeah, that's. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to talk about it later in this episode, but we've been watching sixty days in, and that is keeping me up all night. Because it is literally like taking a shot of cortisol before you try to go to bed. What is cortisol? It's a stress hormone. Oh. And then you um, then you try and sleep, and you don't fall asleep until 3, and then you wake up, and the world's like, hey, you lost an hour. And you're like, not on the same weekend where I'm binging 60 Days In. That ain't right. Yeah, we're going to talk about 60 Days In. I uh, forced Ashley to watch a few reality shows that is very much out of her comfort zone, and we'll talk about a couple of those in a bit. We also did uh, watch the next episode in the uh, Real World Homecoming, New York, um, and uh, we'll talk a, a little bit about that. Uh, we also watched the latest episode of Temptation Island, and we can maybe scrape together some thoughts. It feels like forever ago when we watched that. It does come out on Tuesdays. Yeah, so. it's weird that it comes out on Tuesdays, because that is a year ago, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, for this podcast, it's like the amount of uh, junk we put into our brains uh, between uh, Tuesday and the day we record, it's massive. Um, so, uh, but but first, uh, I think we should maybe follow up on some of the stuff that we were talking about last week. Ashley, you mentioned that you were doing some insane puzzle to these fine folks, haven't you? Yeah, we talked about the Edward Gorey puzzle mm-hmm. that I loved, and then I don't think that this happened yet. No, last week because you weren't you weren't done. You were still struggling with the scaffolding in, okay. the, uh, in the picture, so you weren't really as close to being done as you were later in the week. But Ashley, you did pretty much finish this puzzle. Okay, so let me catch you guys up to date. I continued to spend my time every waking moment working on the puzzle, and then I finished it except for one piece. Missing piece, folks. Missing piece. I couldn't believe it. I immediately knew whose fault it was, Lily's. 
because she does she can't handle like not being this if i'm paying attention to something else in a room that she is in she goes and she sits on that thing that's like what she does so like if i'm trying to read a book she will try and get in between me and the book if i'm doing a puzzle she'll try and sit on the puzzle i mean thank god the televisions are stapled to the wall otherwise she'd be trying to sit on them so multiple times I like went to the bathroom or went to get a drink and I came back and Lily was sprawling across the puzzle. You know, pieces flying all over the place, laid out, having the, the most coziest of naps she could possibly take. And I'd chew her away and I'd get back to work on the puzzle. So when this piece was missing, I immediately was like, it's got to be Lily. And I'm glad that you thought that because I really thought it's got to be me. Because there was a moment in which I took like half the puzzle pieces to the other side of the room and started sorting through them trying to find end pieces for you. And during that, yeah, sure, I dropped a couple on the ground, but I was pretty sure I picked them all up, but I didn't really look. And so when it came time to actually complete this puzzle with a 100 percentile, we couldn't do it because there was no piece to be found and uh, I didn't open up I, I kind of told Ash I was like no no I put all the puzzle but in the back of my mind I'm like oh god when I she know. leaves the room I'm gonna have to look around that little area <laughs> that I was by the bed and uh, I did and I couldn't find anything and so Ashley kind of went I mean I, I can't imagine how I would feel if I worked this hard on this like intricate of a puzzle for a week straight and then literally was missing one piece and that was that piece was nowhere to be found I, that would destroy me it was really upsetting you seem to be dealing with it in stride well i just knew that i had to add it to my list you know what i was like mean? like here i'm adding this to the list of things that are bothering me <laughs> and i have to go upstairs and film a video that i have to do because of sunlight reasons i had to like film a video before the sunset and so I was like, okay, this just goes on the list of things I'm pissed off about. And as soon as I'm done filming this video, I'll come back and I'll do a deep clean of the room and find this puzzle piece. But while Ashley was filming that video, I came in here and I started, uh, I wasn't even looking for anything. And I looked behind the door and uh, in, near the little door jam between the couch and the door was a little puzzle piece. Woo woo. And, and then what happened? And so I put the puzzle piece, I didn't want to put it in. Because I feel like that wasn't fair. Yeah, I feel like Ashley needs to complete this puzzle. She did this puzzle. She needs the satisfaction of putting that last piece in and the puzzle glowing and turning into some sort of robot that's your friend or whatever Transformation, happens. Transformation. You get dark powers. Right. Whatever happens when you put the last puzzle piece in. But I was like, I'm not going to take that away from Ashley. So what I did was uh, Lily was hanging out with me. And I was like, all right, Lily, we found the piece. I'm going to put the piece right here. And Lily was being, you know, Lily can get into a mode where she's like a little little giddy. She's a little, she's a little, uh, a kooky crazy. And Lily was kind of in a kooky crazy mode. And so I put the puzzle piece on the table right next to the puzzle. And uh, I walked out of the room to go get some coffee or something. And I came back and the puzzle piece was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and Lily was kind of walking around the room. And I'm like, Lily, what, where? where's that piece i'm like asking lily where the piece is and i couldn't find it but she uh, she knocked it on the ground and like under deep under the couch kicked it under the couch and, and uh, it was like and i feel like she did it on purpose like she knew how like interested i was in this one little 
you know, square. She was like, why does he keep holding that like it's important? <laughs> and so I could tell she was kind of looking at my fingers as yeah. I moved it around. And I put it on the ground. And sure enough, as soon as I left the room, she knocked the shit under the couch. But, she is jealous of anything that takes our attention that's not her. Right. So then I put that puzzle piece. I finally uh, put the puzzle piece back on the table. Ashley came, came downstairs, told her that we found the puzzle piece. And Ashley got to complete her 500-piece jigsaw puzzle heaven it's still sitting in front of us we use it as kind of like a table topper it's now a giant coaster (laughs) listen we have a plan for it which nick thought of i think this is so great it's gonna be sort of a um like a a traveling puzzle what are those called what did you ever do those traveling pants sisterhood of the traveling pants no did you ever do those mixtapes where you would get like a mixtape and then you would add a song to it and then you'd mail it to someone and then they would add a song to it no i didn't have a, a hokey slash cool enough childhood where i did anything cool of that nature plus you're older than me it sounds like something that uh, is... it was it was definitely like a pre-internet activity by the time i was like interested in music like in a, to a point where i would like be interested in making like a mix anything cds were were there and mm. cd burners were like a big thing like people yeah. would burn you a cd so that was kind of like what we would do like my friend joe morris had like a cd burner and he was like burning like the new uh you know whatever i was listening to at that point so um, yeah i remember when i got my dell laptop yeah it had a cd burner on yeah. it can you and- i can't believe that like computers just came with cd burners they took that away very quickly once people realized that people were pirating software and music yeah um because like uh, later in life the the drives you had didn't always come with a cd burner it's pretty interesting because i remember calling up my friend sarah d and going like hey i got this laptop and i want to come over and burn all your cds yeah she was like yeah and we just made a night of it her mom made us cookies yeah we sat in her living room and i burned like her all of her cds that's so awesome that that was a thing that you could do Uh, yeah burned cds were such a huge thing in my life at one point and then i guess it went away when the mp3 player showed up probably right yeah kind of how it went away yeah people just stopped using cds that much and then they just didn't because now my fucking computer i don't remember the last time uh, they sold a, you know, I'm a Mac guy. That last time the Mac people sold me a computer that had a fucking place to put a CD or a I asked DVD. them why. You know what they said? It's, uh, it's cost, too heavy. It's too heavy for the. I know. My you couldn't even. Um, our computers are like the 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 width of a CD at this. Yeah, point, they're so. like they took out the DVD slash CD burner drive whatever because it's too heavy and it takes up a lot of room. Well, they're taking away all of our physical shit. They, yeah. they, won't, they won't give us physical stuff anymore. And this will tie into my, what I'm going to talk about. So, and I, I didn't plan for it. Well, I have a couple more things to say before we jump uh, to that topic that I know you're just, you're just. I'm itching. I'm itching you, here. You want to, you're chomping at the bit I'm to get into. I'm chomping. Um, but so, yeah, I feel like the CD burner, burning CDs, it evolved into Napster because of the MP3s. So then we went to Napster. And then I guess Apple won. I don't know how, but like Apple just won. And now everyone has an Apple Music subscription or Actually, a I think, Spotify I think everybody has a Spotify subscription from what Except I Except for us. I would, it seems like every one of my friends and family work off of uh, Spotify, except for me. Interesting. And you you do it because of me. I do it because of you, I, I was yeah. like, just, let, just get Apple Music so I can send you stuff, and then you can just click it, and it goes right to your app. People send me, my dad sends me all, all day long, you know. Spotify links? 
Yeah, and it's like, hey, uh, Dad, I don't have Spotify, so now I have to like copy and paste the thing you want me to check out, which is fine. So what I'm going to do with this puzzle, and this was Nick's idea, and I absolutely love it, is I'm going to take a Polaroid picture of me with the completed puzzle. I'm going to put that Polaroid picture in a Ziploc bag. I'm going to put all the puzzle pieces in another Ziploc bag. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to mail it to a friend and say, congratulations, you have been chosen to put together the nightmare puzzle when you have completed it please put a picture of yourself with the completed puzzle in this bag and mail it the uh, puzzle to a friend and then hopefully it'll just be like a chain puzzle and it'll take on it's a life of its own yeah it's cool because uh, i came up with that idea and number two because it's a really hard puzzle and so like to it it, bless you thank Um, you so in it to um Complete this puzzle would be sort of a task that you'd have to work on, you know. And so to dare somebody, it's almost like a chain letter. You know yeah, what I that's mean? what like, I just said. Y- y- yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to dare somebody to do this is... Um, I call it a chain puzzle. So maybe puzzle. you missed that. I did. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a daunting, daunting task. Yeah, it's a curse. Uh, you're cursing You someone. are cursing someone because can you imagine receiving this puzzle in the mail and being like, motherfucker. I'd be pissed. And you don't want to stop. You don't want to not do it. You got to do because, it. Because like it's fun. And you, you don't want to be the, the person chain. who's going to be like, oh, I don't. I was chosen to do this and this is fun, I guess. I got to yeah. do a puzzle for the next week. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see who you send this to and what their response is. I think it'll be very, very fun. I'm excited because now I have a new puzzle to do because that is right. Nick and I put our feet inside of a store. We walked into an Urban Outfitters. We were killing time. We were getting lunch with Nick's dad and we had a couple of uh, minutes while he parked and we, or I don't remember what he was doing, but I knew we had time to kill. So I was like, let's duck into this Urban Outfitters. We went in. I got two things. I got a bucket hat because that's who I'm going to be in the spring. I've decided it. And I got a Charlie Brown puzzle. Well, you got a discount bucket hat. I got a discount bucket out, but I didn't realize it was discount until no. I got to the register, which is the best kind of discount. Yeah, Urban Outfitters, still Urban Outfitters, guys. I haven't been in one in like a year, I feel like. It's the same, yeah. It is the same store. Uh, it's definitely Urban Outfitters in uh, New Jersey, um, and maybe it was the town we were in, uh, but it does feel like that's, it, it's definitely us. It was us and a bunch of kids yeah, like shopping there. So I, I don't know that I can ever buy anything at Urban Outfitters again there. I'm too old, possibly. Also, I somehow am not. Somehow you're not. Um, but I mean, Urban Outfitters does do, and I mentioned this to Ashley, a bang up job of anything that you're like, like a, like a grail piece that you'd find at a thrift store or a Goodwill or a Salvation Army, like that, like retro, whatever you want to call it, or just some, you know, cool shirt or, or a pair of jeans or a pair of cords or a hat. They just mimic that stuff in a perfect way. And they've definitely leaned into that more, I think, recently than what their style was maybe the you know in the past decade. Yeah, they definitely do a perfect job of being like here's a recreation of something that you would pay $60 for that someone thrifted at Goodwill. Right. So um and I and and being away from it for a while made me notice that uh, a lot more. But yeah, you did do a good job. You found a nice uh, peanuts puzzle. Um and uh, You actually found it, babe. Well, you bought it. You I bought, bought it. it. it was, and and no, I got that bucket hat. 
you did get that bucket out. I didn't buy anything at the Urban Outfitters. I was not. I was unimpressed. I'm really into color theory right now because I'm just like I, I. I'm aware that it is real that the colors you wear affect how your skin looks. You know, like if I wear yellow, I look sick. I just don't know why, but that's the case. It is true. If I wear blue, I look young and healthy. So I was trying on all these bucket hats, trying to get Nick to tell me which one complimented my skin tone the best. And I think he was struggling, really. It's tough. It's tough. It's weird how many of those, the pastel uh, bucket hats kind of look exactly like your skin. <laughs> That's the problem, yeah. yeah. Like a pastel pink really does just blend into the rest of my skin. Um, and I can't really buy any clothes there at, at the moment or any clothes at all because I'm on a weight loss journey and I'm losing weight very slowly, but I am losing weight. And I, I can't buy stuff that'll fit me now if in a month I'm going to be a size down. I just can't do it. Yeah, you're in between. I'm in between and it's just like I got enough shit here. You know, I got enough sweatpants for days so I'll just keep wearing them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we did. Uh, we had a nice lunch with my dad, too, which was uh, um uh, really fun we actually found I, I didn't think it was gonna be possible i don't know about you but i didn't think we were actually gonna be able to find like an outdoor seating place this was by the way the reason we we had this day was um it was like we had like a stretch of like three days that felt like like the end of spring like it was it was incredible and nice and, and it was sunny. a lie it was incredible and it was a lie and because now on like a friday a thursday friday saturday now which it's was cold like, as shit <laughs> It's cold as fuck, folks. We're cold again. Like uh, Ashley sneezing. Like uh, yeah. I got a tickle in my throat. I'm like, oh, oh boy, God. here we go. Um, it does. It feels like winter is upon us once again um, here. But we did have really great weather. And so, uh, you know, I don't get to see, you know, my dad, now that we moved to New Jersey, like now, about a year ago, almost at this point, um, my dad lives 20 minutes away. But because of this stupid virus, you know, I, I cannot see him as often as I'd like to see him. But uh, we hadn't seen him in a while. So we went. We met up for lunch. And uh, I had uh, sushi at this place called Teak and this really uh, it was like a patio. But it, it was what I, what I think we all enjoyed about the patio was it wasn't on a main street. And yeah, it it's on a side street and it's also disconnected. You have like a nice brick wall. Right. Separating it's risen. You. It's yeah. risen up. So when people walk by, they can't just see you stuffing your face. Nothing worse than eating on a sidewalk. Right. Well, we were going to eat on a sidewalk. I, I figured we would. But, you know, my dad, he was like, oh, I don't want anybody. All these people walking by me. Yeah, thank God for that. Well, you know, your dad did something else that was amazing, which is we got to Teak and they, we saw they had this outdoor patio and all the tables were full. And like your dad went and talked to the host and she was like, she's like, people are paying. It'll probably be like 20, 20, 30 minutes. And we were like, okay, we'll wait. It's nice. It's a sunny day. We were waiting and um, the three tables outside got up at the same time, basically. And also they had like an indoor portion that had like really huge, big windows so that it almost felt like they were outside. And the indoor portion had a lot of diners in it. And so the, the, uh, the busser who was ever working the rest who's ever busting the tables was kind of overwhelmed at that moment and it took him a little bit to clean up these three tables but then they all got cleaned basically at the same time but we knew which table we wanted it was the one in the corner away from everyone also the furthest away from interacting with people on the street it had its own vibe you know what I mean guys you know that one table the patio has its own vibe and you're like oh, that's the one we want we knew it we'd been there waiting for 30 minutes that was our table and then these three ladies walk up, they walk in, they go talk to the hostess, they want to sit outside as well, and she's like, okay, yeah, we're just busting the table, and we're going to sit them, and then blah, 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 and then these 
these two of the three ladies just walk over before they had made the table before they had sat anybody they didn't have menus they didn't have silverware on the table the busser had just come and wiped it down they went and sat on our sat at our table they sat at our table and that's when i look at nick and i go i feel sick let's get well, out of here well, well i was it because the women sat at the table that you turned to me and you said i feel sick let's get out of here or was it because when the women stormed over the table and sat at the table, my dad turned like made a 180 spin and went inside to talk to the uh, the lady in like an angry huff. No, I loved that. Oh, OK. I thought the fact that he was about to make a stink about this was going to be awkward for the situation. That was what was making you feel sick. But it was the no. it was the ganking of a table. Yeah. No, I wanted him to do what he did, which is he said it right. And the hostess went over there and told those ladies to get the fuck off that table those seats yeah they're like moved to a different waiting. yeah they've been here for 30 minutes and the ladies were like and they want the, they uh, so, so these women these women uh, i couldn't believe I'll it i'll be honest folks the the demeanor and the response of these women so rude i'll say the women looked like they were all about 54 years old they all looked wealthy uh i really wanted to say something like i would like i like these are women that it would be if i had a free pass I would love to curse in their faces. I really would. They were so snotty. And you so know what? snotty. Like, they like were chills rude. up your spine snotty. And they were rude to the hostess, who's like, we Awful. haven't even sat anyone. This poor hostess. She's 19 yeah. years old. It's uh, 12 p.m. On a, on a Friday, and she's wearing uh, some sort of New York going out clothes because the stupid restaurant has made her dress in some poor way within some sort of leather pants situation. And she seems uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with these women walking around and this 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 young woman has to go up and like enforce a rule to people who are her mom's age, you know, made and they her should do have that. Just know, yeah, they should have known. And then they also kind of like it took them a minute to move. They weren't just like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then got up and moved. No, they were like, we were just talking to you inside. Like she was trying to what I noticed what these women were doing. And I don't know if you did. They tried to pretend as if we were not there. Like, as if, like, they got there first because, like, she was like, these people have been waiting. And then the ladies were like, are you kidding? Like, I was just inside talking to you. Like, it was us that get the They table. walked by us so many times. The idea that we talked to the hostess who stands outside sometimes and asks for what the table is because of COVID. The fact that we weren't standing inside with, like, a group of people in front of the hostess, that means we weren't online. Rather than the fact that, like, maybe we didn't want to stand indoors with a whole bunch of people mingling around. Is that what was going yeah, on? Yeah, she was like, they were pretending as if they had gotten, like, we weren't there. That we had gotten there so before them. When we were there 15 minutes earlier before them anyway here is where the issue was there were two tables that we could have had there were three tables that we could have had ashley just put up a three and the one table that we all wanted was like in the corner but like over by the ledge where we had like somewhere so it was the, the table with the vibe i understand it was a table with the vibe but the other table that we could have sat at would have been fine it was more it was in principle. sunlight, maybe? It was the principle of the thing. It was the principle of the thing. But I think that's where we all kind of, where I sort of started to feel a little weird about the situation because I was like, why wouldn't we just take this other table? No, I would not take that other table. That's why I wanted to leave because I was like, they're taking the clearly superior table. We've been here 30 minutes. I can't sit next to these women who just walked in here five minutes ago and took the superior table with such an air of entitlement and eat lunch next to them. I can't do that. My, my, 
my self-respect will not allow it. So your dad going in there and being like, nah, this is not, we can't do this. I was like, thank God, because I knew if it was just the two of us, you and I would leave. So we wouldn't say a thing to the hostess. Ashley and my dad got sushi. Um, I got like a Caesar salad with shrimp. And um, I've, the next day, my dad got uh, a lunch with my sister and her boyfriend. And um, my sister, I saw, who I saw yesterday, reported back that my I'm on keto and my sister and her boyfriend are on keto. And uh, so when they got lunch, like my dad apparently ordered like a bunch of appetizers like he normally likes to do, like calamari and like fucking whatever, some fucking carby shit that I'm sure was great wherever they went. And uh, <laughs> Gabby was like, mm, actually, we're not really eating that stuff. And my dad, dad apparently looked over at her we're like, what? Don't tell me you're on fucking keto. Your brother was eating grass yesterday. This is <laughs> And then apparently Chris, who does not necessarily need to be losing weight, Chris, neither does my sister. Uh, no, they're, they're both, both like very in shape. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know what's really going on in their heads, but to the outside world, the two of them are not fatties walking around. They're, they're fit. They're, they're fit people. They work out, you know, but everybody wants to, you know, lose a little here and there. So I get it. But uh, apparently Chris, my uh, my sister Gabby's boyfriend, <laughs> like crumbled under the heat and was like, oh, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll eat it. And then had like a normal like carby lunch with my dad. And my sister stuck to her guns and uh, later uh, apparently felt really guilty <laughs> and and uh, and uh, did felt bad that he had um, he, he had eaten all those carbs. But my sister was apparently told him like, hey, like, well, you didn't have to. And she was he was like, I did it for you because your dad was disappointed that we weren't eating carbs. Wow. <laughs> Poor I like Chris. my sister and my dad will both eventually hear this. So I do like it that I am letting out like a little bit of a secret on both sides as the in-between guy. Now you both have information that you didn't have before. So congratulations, family members. Um, and dad, I know you listen to this. You'll I, I don't know if you'll listen to it for a week or so, but no, like grass. Come on. There was shrimp in that salad. Yeah, Grass. but you were um, like, we left your dad and we drove like not, 30 minutes and you were like, I'm starving. <laughs> like, I, I was, was like, why did, because also I thought you had had like more food coming. Well, I told the waiter at one point we were missing an entree because I, I assumed Nick was going to order I, more. I think we all know why you assumed that though. You were on your second glass of wine. Let's, yeah. let's also say that we did do a little bit of drinking. We had I a had, boozy lunch. I had my first um, uh, bit of alcohol in months. Um, I had a, uh, a tequila soda because I am keto and that's a keto drink. And I had one, and it was fine. You um, guys should have seen how quickly I changed my order. We sat down, and the waiter was like, hey, what would you like to drink? And I was like, Diet Coke. And then Nick was like, tequila soda. And then Steve was like, I'll have a glass of wine. And then he looked at me, and he goes, have a glass of wine. And I was like, I'll have a glass of wine. Cancel the Diet Coke. No Diet Coke. <laughs> you know, the guy was like, do you still want that Coke? And, and Ashley was like, cancel the Coke. <laughs> <laughs> and so you guys had a couple of glasses of wine. And so uh, that's why I think you forgot that I didn't order another uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what we said when we sat down though at that table not to harp on the table anymore but when we sat down the one table that still had people in it were those two old men in suits do you yeah, remember those them? guys were great they were great and they looked at me and they said uh you guys are patient because they oh, had they seen us waiting yeah and they had seen the situation <sighs> not to keep talking about these ladies but i hate I them <laughs> did notice that the waiter had no patience with them like it was. I, I must oh, have I missed. I that. must have missed something, 
but like I like them because it was one of these places. And if you guys have gone out and had some food at a restaurant in the past year, you realize that most of these places are doing the thing. You take out your phone, you skew, you, you scan the QR code to get the menu. These women were like they clearly had done it before, but like were so upset that there wasn't like a regular menu for them. And they're like, it's not opening or they went to the website to look. And then the guy was like, it's actually that's not the website. You have to scan the QR code. And it took a while. Um, but like he was like they were like asking him like what was on the menu. And this dude was like not having it. He just oh, they, wow. they must have been rude somewhere down the line to them. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad that everybody hated these women. Um, and I, even, even like the, like the dudes who are like 65 years old, clearly like, uh, retired investment men. Yeah. You know, they just had like, it was, it was a, it was noon on a Friday and they were in gorgeous blazers. And finishing off, it looked like two bottles yeah. of wine. I mean, honestly, that, that's, I hate to say it cause it feels like, uh, the utmost of like white privilege guy. But I mean, a goal, a goal of mine is to be able to be in like a blazer at noon, like during the week, finishing off a bottle of wine with my other blazer at noon friends. <laughs> like it's it just that it does seem like a uh, a thing you only see like rich white guys do. And guess what, folks? I will not be there. <laughs> I do not think I'll ever be. Even if I become a wealthy person and I continue to stay white, which I assume I will, I just don't think that I'll ever be in the social situation of like the guys who go out and have like a a bottle of wine and talk about their investments or whatever the fuck happens in that world um you know i i know i've been in a place in a t-shirt on a thursday at 2 p.m <laughs> at a bar with a bunch of white guys that's different <laughs> yeah you know but it is a it does seem like i saw those the, got that table and i was like that's the world boy that's the world wow. i'll never be able to see Guys I didn't who think have that. really nice jobs. I didn't think that at all. But I did appreciate them telling us we were patient. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what they were saying to us. Uh, I just because uh, I chose the seat where my back was against everybody else's face because I couldn't handle the pressure. But what I'm saying is like if it had just been you and I, we would have left and we would have been upset about it for the rest of the day. Instead, we those ladies got moved to the right table and we got to have a great meal. That's so right. I need you to I need us to take this lesson into the future. Sure, we didn't harp on it either. We weren't like angry about these women. No, we like I let think it go due to the booze. Yeah, the booze helped. <laughs> so you think the booze made you th- hungry? Well, you have a you have a drink and I had like a salad and like five shrimp like three hours earlier. I mean, we hung out for like two hours. Or yeah. Something. So uh, yeah, I was I was hungry. I don't remember what I made when I came home, but I imagine it was in my new magical air fryer. Um, so we, well, we did leave right from there and went right into our new, our old slash what, what was old is new again, our love of a goodwill. Um, yeah, but I gotta be honest. I'm over it. Yeah. I think I'm over it too. (laughs) Well, yesterday's fiasco. I mean, we'll get into that, but so we left there and went to a goodwill because we, I was like, you know, we're like, ah, what what are we going to do? It's a beautiful day. We're going to go back home. No way. We never get out. So we, we checked out to see if there was a goodwill near uh, the area. My dad does live uh, in an area where there's a bunch of different towns smashed up uh, next to one another. So I figured there was a good chance. And uh, there uh, we went to one in uh, Atlantic Highlands. Um, which is uh, by Sandy Hook Beach. I know most of you are going to be like, Sandy Hook, that's that horrible massacre. I understand. But it's also like the northernmost beach in New Jersey on the Jersey Shore. So um, we uh, uh, two different places. So we, we went near there and we found a Goodwill. And, you know, it was big. 
you know, they had a bunch of, uh, you know, I'm looking for VHS tapes. Ashley's looking for God knows what. What are you shopping for at these places? I'm shopping for um, silk blouses, okay? Always, forever, and always silk blouses. And I'm shopping for brass candle holders. You did buy candle holders at that place. Where they didn't yeah. look brass, though. Were they? Brass? Yeah, they're brass with acrylic um, base, like acrylic torsos. I don't know what you would call that. The middle of them the is stick, acrylic. The, the stick they have part. a very like eighties vibe that I was super into. So we went there, and it's just like you know, we went to this place. It was fine, you know. And we since then we've been to a couple other Goodwills, um, and I don't know, diminishing returns. Uh, I've had some real adventures. Um, we went to one yesterday that was awesome and I would have gotten stuff at it if there hadn't been so many freaking people in there. Yeah. And so we left. We went to one. It was like, I don't know what they were giving away at this Goodwill, but it was just like, insane. Oh, I don't feel like catching COVID. So let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And we drove pretty far there. So we were like, damn, we went all the way down there. We didn't get any. We didn't get to actually go into the Goodwill, really. And I was like, uh, well, there's this, we had gone to one, the first one that we went to together, which was kind of sparked our, our love of it uh, again. Reignited which the be- flame. Because uh, it was great. And, and I was like, you know, on our way home, we passed that. You want to see, maybe some time has gone by. They got new stuff there. And so as we were driving to uh, the place, we realized there was like a huge forest fire going on somewhere. There was a giant forest fire along the highway in New Jersey. We passed it when we went to the first place. We're talking dark cloud. We're talking uh, police sectioning off off ramps of the highway, not letting people on. We're talking fire trucks, ambulances, some sort of a brush fire of some kind. And then on the way back, we were basically driving right into it so that when we parked into this Goodwill parking lot we were parking in smog like w- everything was smoggy and hazy and there was just ash blowing in the air so then i was like <laughs> was let's very windy let's go let's go we're in we are in the go f- as in get back in the car and go home. yeah we're in a cloud of of fire dust <laughs> like <laughs> let's leave and i was like let's we're here let's just check it out Nick's like, oh, come on, let's just check it out. So we walked in. It too had too many people in it, there and I was, was like, it wasn't as much, but yeah, not but, as much, but still too many. But this was a place for, where I, I to had be a, engulfed in flames with. This, this was a place where I had some good. This is where uh, I began my VHS journey. They had some good V. I had been looking for cassette tapes. And they don't have any cassette tapes at these places, uh, I've learned. So I went over, and but they did have a bunch of weirdo VHS stuff. And I was like, ooh, okay, let me just check the VHS area. So, of course, I went over there, and Ashley's, like, literally pacing behind me, freaking out. And uh, she's like, we have to get out of here now. There's ash in the air. And I'm like, can you give me 90 seconds? Just give me 90 seconds. And I took 90 seconds, and I couldn't find anything, and we left. Of course, Ashley was upset with me because I didn't run. I didn't run out of the place yeah, with her, I and I understand. Fr- I was freaking out in the goodwill, even to the point where I threatened to raise my voice and then yes. i did i said yes. i'm gonna raise my voice we have to get out yeah, of here she was which a, is a breakdown that's a five alarm get me the fuck out of here we are surrounded by a forest fire and this goodwill is packed with people the goodwill I'm having not a any more packed than the original one that you had no problem walking around. babe it was that is fire. not true it was it is true it is true what do you mean the original one the one that we walked we were in before that oh one, they were that both one was packed. like crazy yeah this one was like okay it was um, more packed than the first time we went to it. It was. Because I can't be in crowds. I can't. I no, can't be I in places. Neither do I. If there's more than two people in line at the establishment, I don't want to go in there. And that's my problem with Wegmans, honestly. There's always too many Ash, people in line. I hate to burst your bubble, but that's not necessarily true. 
because you were waiting to wait online for, on that first Goodwill. And I, I was tried, and, and then like, I had to leave. We should get the hell out of here. We should get the hell out of here. So I don't want to be painted as a person who wants to go into like a packed place and hang out with a bunch of people online. I was. Uh, we had been in there for five seconds, and I just wanted to see if there was any thing at in on the shelf that i could buy and once i realized that there wasn't i wasn't perusing that place okay so i i understood that we didn't want to wait online with a bunch of people i don't want to be painted as a covid lover you're not being painted as a covid lover babe i think, I think you are painting me as a covid no lover. you might be being painted as a forest fire lover i don't mind forest fires i was trying to escape that literally ashes blowing in so the wind. we get back in the car we went home it was a big fat failure but i want to say something though I've had some success this week, not at Goodwills, and uh, but with just hand to hand folks, and uh, something that I've I, I I think I may have mentioned at the very end of last week's uh, you know uh, non reality portion of the show, which is I've started to delve into some eBay, and more importantly, some Facebook Marketplace. Ooh, doggy! I didn't know anything about Facebook Marketplace before this year. My sister. Uh, uh, is a big proponent of the Facebook Marketplace. She's furnished her new house with uh, really cool, interesting little pieces of furniture. Got me into it. Got Ashley into it. We actually bought a a, a death trap that we call an elliptical. I love that's it. That's in the basement. That is just awful. We bought one of those that was like fifty dollars. We had a horrible experience. So <laughs> we've done a little bit of Facebook. <laughs> hey, Marketplace. you guys know that cow photo that came from Facebook Marketplace. I think my mom is also definitely into Facebook Marketplace. I knew of it before Gabby and then what Gabby did was she introduced the idea that hey young people are on there too so Facebook marketplace if you don't know there's a little tab in the Facebook app and it's just like a little um, like almost like Craigslist was um, but uh, more user friendly because there's pictures and, and profiles attached to these items and it's not just some creepy like meet me by the stoplight and I'll give you my couch like that's what you know Craigslist was like and you don't know who that person is this is everything's linked to a Facebook uh, profile so it's much easier um, now I don't give a shit about furniture or workout equipment or anything like that what I care about right now are cassettes and VHS and so I was like hey you know what maybe I'll go on Facebook marketplace and check this out because I have been doing it on eBay eBay's too easy if I for the most part and it's not everything but if I want the thing I can put it in into eBay and somebody's charging you money for it and it's you can, you can maybe get a good price. I'm noticing not many people are 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 what eBay used to be and I don't think you use eBay much, do you Ash? I no, I don't. How much of when you did have you ever used eBay? I have. And when I started using eBay, it felt like, oh, this is coming from a mom that's selling it out of her garage. And now when I go on eBay, I'm like, all of this looks counterfeit Businesses. and fake. No, well, that's not what, oh, I, I, we're looking at different things. We are. I'm looking at silk scarves. The, the, when vintage. I'm looking at this, no one is selling like their dad's old blah, blah, blah in, in the in the technology department that I'm looking, the antiquated technology departments. It's, hey, I'm a collector who sells this shit and this is right. my business. So like anytime like you click Etsy. on something, it's like Etsy now also not much bidding on anything like, yeah every so often i get something where i'm like whoa they want you to bid on this i'm like mm, everything's a buy now just yeah. fucking buy now and uh, there's a little trick if you kind of heart something and favorite it and you kind of go away from it eh, the seller will probably offer it to you for less than the buy now price and you can accept that new price so it's there's some ways to play the game still um, but the problem is like, okay, so if I want, say I want I want all of the replacements tapes, okay? I'm collecting cassette tapes and the band replacements, one of my favorite bands. I'd love their like first like five or six albums. I'd fuck it. I want all their albums on cassette. 
I could go on there. I can get most of those like right now, and they'll come in a week, you know. And I'll play pay a premium price depending on the condition. But the hunt here, I like the you hunt. like the chase. I like the chase, and so it's not as much fun to just go buy like a charged up version of the thing I want. And that's how I feel about Disney pins. So Facebook Marketplace, there's a bit of a chase. It's kind of like. Hey, I, it's kind of like a bunch of garage sales. Well, it feels like the Wild West, kind of. You're like, I don't really know if I should trust you, right. but you don't seem to know what you've got in here. Yeah, because the people on eBay, there's like reviews for your people. People yeah. are verified. It's like a real marketplace. This is still like very much like, hey, I'm getting rid of some stuff. Yeah. There, Of course, there are fucking people on there now who are selling like, you know, they have like a huge cassette lot of like, you know, heavy metal cassettes that I'm like, oh, I kind of like these. And you go in there and it says $5 on the thing i'm like five bucks for 20 cassettes what are you kidding then i get in there and there's like five dollars a piece these are the ones that are sold already i'm like you son of a bitch you got me into your mm. little thing that's most of the I've no, i'm noticing nobody's giving up cassettes it's hard as hell can't get cassettes anywhere you can get vhs up the wazoo because nobody cares about that yet but cassettes are cassettes and they're just not they're they're, they're it's hard anyway so I'm, I'm on facebook marketplace and i found a couple of folks on there who have some shit who's just getting at rid of their stuff. It's been VHS. And folks, the past week I've met, let's see, I've met three people in three wildly different locations in New Jersey. And I've picked, I've paid them a small amount of money for their VHS lots. Or I actually bought a TV with a VHS player connected to it. You know, the combos they used to have. I bought one of those as well from a very cute grandparent couple and an old person community. Um, and it, I walked into, you know, I, I had to go in and get there. This is the one time I had to go inside of a house because they were old and I had to pick up a TV. Um, but when I went in, they had a very clean little grandparents of like a, like, like, apartment house thing and the grandma was so happy that i was buying their like old tv for like 65 bucks and they were like she was like you're gonna love it you're gonna lo-. like as if Aww. i like i i didn't know what i was getting into with like a Aww. vcr tv combo it was it was it, adorable and the grandfather guy was kind of like uh he knew my name was nick but he was like hey roger and I was like, oh, it's Nick. He's like, oh, I think I'm waiting for a Roger for this TV. He was like teasing me like in a grandpa way. Oh, and, my God. And then she was like, she was doing the thing where like, don't listen to him. He's teasing you. You know, it was very much. So you're like saying a, you got some you got some local flavor I, with this uh, purchase. I got some grandparent flavor. And that's what's very interesting about Facebook Marketplace. These are not verified eBay sellers. OK. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I got the TV. The VCR works fine. One of the speakers on the TV clearly doesn't work. Uh -oh. very well. It's not that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal. Uh oh, you didn't tell me that. Not that big of a deal. This is news to me, folks. And let me tell you what, he tells me every single <laughs> thing about these VHSs. So, so I I'm bought, in shock. I bought that. Uh, the one of the weirder purchases was I, I bought a whole bunch of uh, Jean Claude Van Damme VHS tapes um, uh, in a parking lot of a Wawa. Uh, from a woman in a plastic bag. They were in great shape. As a matter of fact, Kickboxer and I think Bloodsport were sealed. Ooh. So, uh, you know, I'm very excited about that. Um, you know, and uh, the best thing I got, though, was, and Ashley actually came, this is my first one, this is the one that got me hooked, was a man named Bill in a, north, in a northern part of New Jersey was selling, he, he was selling a bunch of, of his old 80s VHS tapes in very good condition for like $5 for the whole box. And it was like a 45-minute ride, but I'm like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is in here and it's in good condition. And that's one of the VHS tapes that I've seen go, go for 
75 bucks on the internet. Mm. So I'm like, I got to do this. I have to. This is what I'm in it for. This You're was the VHS hunt. You're a VHS flipper now. This, well, I'm going to try, but this was the hunt and I found it. Bill was like, sure, come on down. The next day when I was going to meet him, he's like, I found a whole bunch of tapes that I recorded in my basement. If you want those, I'll give it to you for free. And I'm like, Bill, give me those tapes. Because another thing that people love are like, people who have taped in the 90s and the 80s like with their VHS tapes and like just television and people want like the nostalgia time capsule of te- of a TV you can just put in a VHS and watch TV from 1992 and Bill has and I haven't gone through them but Bill gave me like 40 tapes that wow. he recorded most of them are episodes of Alf and the rest are like mi- episodes of Alf but also Terminator 2 from from HBO like they're wow. combo tapes and they're so good. Bill is a collector and he's definitely a person that I can relate to. I think Bill was very very good with cutting the commercials out of these things. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Nick and wants the commercials. I want the, I want it raw. I want it dirty, folks. I want those commercials. But still giving me this whole box of this stuff for me to look through has given me such a project that I can't wait to watch all of Bill's stuff and see what I can do with them either upload the stuff on the internet or who knows somebody wants to buy this lot of shit who knows what'll happen but i'm very excited to meet bill i chatted it up with bill guys i wish you could have seen nick and bill i mean two peas in a pod i was watching from a distance but like it was like looking it was like nick talking to his future self yeah ashley said we looked alike you were standing alike <laughs> you were looked alike yeah, bill you guys... is like 30 years older than me but bill built me and bill definitely had something in common you and, were vibing and, and uh we had the, the good jersey guy porch talk so it felt really good so bill if you're out there thank you so much i appreciate everything you've done for me and you really were the reason why i'm now addicted to sort of the chase of finding yeah. weird shit on vhs you were the catalyst bill so i'll keep everybody posted about what's going on and if you want to buy some vhs or if you have some vhs you want to sell me contact i'll i'll buy that shit from you old vhs tapes give it a good condition or some shit that you taped let me know all right folks let's take a break here when we come back we're going to talk about reality tv okay so stick around Hey, folks, we're back. Woo-woo. Okay, so, Ash, let's try and see if we could do this in uh, in the order that we watched it. Um, so what about uh, Temptation Island? Do you have any any thoughts on the last episode that we watched of Temptation Island? No thoughts, really. I, Can I'm it enjoying... remind you of what happened, like the big thing that happened yeah there. i know i that one of the boyfriends slept with a single right. and yes. then the girlfriend saw it at the bonfire yes. mm-hmm. and um this is a guy who was like i don't we don't have any rules i'm here for the experience blah 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 he's an idiot and um i'm enjoying the show it's n- nothing really to report on it's kind of the same as the past two seasons have been some people are there for the wrong reasons some people just want to be on television um i don't know why but i'm like i never am pulling for a guy like i don't there was one guy from season one remember the quiet guy who had the girlfriend that we listened to their podcast once on a road trip yeah i wish i could remember their names I remember pulling for him. I really liked him. Uh, there was a guy in the second season that we were pulling for. Was there? Rick. Remember the the he was in the couple of the woman who made the mistake like night one and and uh, had sex. Oh with that, yeah, mm-hmm. I did that, like that boyfriend him. who was like the whole time. He was just shocked. He was just like, hey, like in all of his like uh, his bonfire, like like when he was like would like say something to you know give a message to his uh, you know girlfriend on the other cabana or whatever. He's like, hey, uh, it's Rick. Like still love you and everything like is everything cool over there because yeah. i'm seeing some crazy clips but like i know what this show does and makes you 
think that some stuff is going on. It doesn't. But like I've have faith in our relationship. She slept with someone the first <laughs> and she night. She was just like distraught the rest of the season. Yeah. That was awful. It was awful. Yeah, this is not like a, a show that I'm like super into. I'm just enjoying it as sort of background noise. It has it has definitely moved down some uh rungs on my reality show scoreboard. I will say I, I think probably the fact that we can't binge might hurt hurt the the way we like this show. Well, I disagree because I'm oh. enjoying Real World and we can't binge that. Oh yeah, so we did watch the second episode of Real World Homecoming over on the Paramount uh, streaming network. Um, what are your feelings on that so far? You know, and when the show came out, when I first time I watched Real World New York, I didn't like Becky, and then when we did our rewatch, I didn't like Becky, and now in the Homecoming, I'm not liking Becky. Becky does seem to be now uh, the person who is going to be villainized from this show. Yes, they. <laughs> you know, if you're watch, if you're not watching the show, I think it's worth a look. But if you if you if you don't want spoilers, then I don't know, shut it off. But. Um, in the second episode, you know, the the whole thing has 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 been basically them kind of showing us clips of like the different conversations and the different moments from the original first season of Real World. Um, and then interspliced with them sort of kind of reminiscing about times and like really a lot about the cultural impact that the real world itself has had, but m mostly the first season of the real world and where those cast members kind of went afterwards. And it's been interesting. It's been kind of like a retrospective documentary mixed in with like the social experiment of like, why don't you guys live in this loft for a couple of days and kind of re reminisce uh, in this way. Um, and, you know, it, it's been pretty entertaining, but they pulled a move in the second episode that I didn't expect them to pull, which is they're all sort of talking to Eric Nice. This is something they do a lot where they sit around the living room and they look at the uh, the TV and like Eric Nice is like zooming in. Because let us remind you, he tested positive for COVID. He's got COVID. He's quarantining in a hotel room. Taking ice baths and, and doing that. But he seems like a guy really dealing with COVID well. Yeah. Like emotionally, physically. He seems like it would have been it would have been fun to have Eric in this house because Eric seems to be a the guiding light for everybody. Yeah. You know, he's uh he's a he's a real searcher. He's the a, touchstone really. So, you know, they're all talking to him and then all of a sudden the camera the the video goes off and they just show a clip of an argument that uh Kevin and Becky have about race. And this yeah, is one from of from 1992. One of the big arguments that they had, one of the big discussions. And the argument uh, kind of hinges on Becky not being able to admit that white people have it better in this country. It seems like that is what most of this is. Ke Kevin is trying to get people in this house originally. This is in his the original season in 92. He's trying to get these people to just say that the world is not um, accommodating to a person of color. Like they are like, that's basically yeah, what all these like admit that there's racism. Like, yes. that's what it is. Like, <laughs> yes. just admit it. Like, that's what young Kevin is doing. Yeah. And here he's having this conversation in the house last week. But just us, the viewer last week, got to see that big argument on the sidewalk um, with Kevin and what's her name? The other woman, Julie, Julie. Um, and But we, they did not see this. This was interspliced like they had been. This was the first time they're showing the house guests, the, the cast members um the the old clip 
they just show it out of nowhere. They show the whole thing, and it, it, the clip gets crazy, you know, as it does. Kevin gets fiery, you know, um, and uh, calls her racist. Calls her racist. Then they just cut the clip off, yeah. and Eric comes back, and now they're kind of all left to kind of deal with that moment together. And Kevin immediately jumps into, you know, I was wondering how he was gonna, what he was gonna do. I here. think he did. He he did. He, he did such a good job. He did do a good job. I, I, in my opinion, what he did was immediately start to just explain the significance of the conversation. Yes, and which instead I, of apologizing because it was awkward or or feeling like they had to like have an awkward moment, he just used this as like he was. It's almost as if Kevin queued up the clip in a in a in a classroom. Yeah, and was kind of explaining what young Kevin was trying to explain, but having 30 years of wisdom behind it and being a smarter person, being able to articulate it without yelling. And when I say like, good job, I mean, from a production standpoint, like you, what you said, it, it felt like he had it queued up. He was able to give the clip some like cultural context. He gave it depth, you know, and then it, it, it was so interesting because the way he treated it was really like, here's something we should like expand upon and explore. And then, and, but then Becky was just like in the clip again. Like yeah. she was just like reliving those same emotions again. Now I can't get too hard on, on Becky here because you know, that was a moment that probably made her, uncomfortable in the moment and then afterwards everybody seeing it again that probably brought up some feelings yeah of of being you know being made to f feel small or whatever was happening in her head because kevin listen 1992 kevin didn't care whether or not you know what color you were or what you know if you were a lady uh or if you were gay or straight or he was gonna yell in your face <laughs> and he really was sort of passionate in that way. And so I can imagine in the moment that didn't feel good for Becky to be called a racist in the moment. And then seeing that again brought those feelings back. But what was revealed was she has not grown in that department as much as you'd want a person to grow. Yeah. And she got very defensive. And we're talking about 20, you know, 2021 real world got very 2021. Becky got very defensive when Kevin was trying to talk started cutting Kevin off mm. and telling Kevin that she's not a racist and just because she's white she doesn't it it this this stuff shouldn't apply to her basically. She not all white peopled him. Yes. And in a conversation that did not need it. Or didn't. she could have just taken her come up and by the way yeah. everybody else everybody else is like wow Kevin I can't believe you were so right back yeah. then. Like cuz you got to remember this was filmed I don't know November or something like we're a this little is 2020. Yeah, yeah, we're a little closer to George Floyd and, uh, you know, when things were really erupting in this country last year. So, I mean, not to say that time makes things go away, but it is a lot less like that right now at this moment. But so it was even a little hotter of a of a situation then. And everybody fell right into line with what you would hope these people would, uh, which is, wow, Kevin, like you were saying some shit back then that everybody's saying now. And we also should have we should have paid you more mind. They were just like listening to Kevin, they which just is listening what to Kevin. the moment called for. Yep. Becky. Except for Becky. Got, now, Becky is the person that was implicated in the clip. Yeah. I understand why Becky got more fired up than, you know, the guitar guy or whatever his name is. So. Kevin did not back down to Becky, 
feeling like she was kind of wronged in that situation and right now and started to sort of launch into what he would in a normal situation, I assume in a normal situation when he comes up against a non-black person who has this sort of point of view. And it became sort of a bit a debate about racial inequality in this country, uh, much like what we saw them do in the clip. It got very uncomfortable. Becky did not really back down. Everybody around her was like looking at Becky like, Becky, are you kidding me? Like, do you realize what's going on right now? Like, what's going on? You shut your mouth, basically. Uh, it got really weird. And to the point where it started to become an argument where Kevin was calling Becky racist again. Did he? <laughs> he I was don't like, what you're that. doing right now is ra- is racist. What you're trying to do right now is racist, which was telling him that why does he have to get all passionate she was and why shushing is him. She shushing was interrupting him. him and telling him that right. his perception of it was wrong, right. which is, you know wrong on her part. Now that's the end of this episode. We do see in the upcoming episode that, seems like Becky wants to leave. seems like Becky might leave this show. She might walk out of the house. I mean, I think that she does leave because production has done two things. They've included some not necessarily super positive uh, character descriptions of Becky from the other housemates when they're like talking about their first impressions of her. And they included a, I would say like a five minute chunk where Becky is saying that she was visited by the ghost of John Lennon for decades. And the only reason I can think they would include that is because they're really shaming her. Well, (laughs) they're trying to make it seem like she's kind of weird. Cuckoo bananas. So, you know, I mean, I glossed over that. Yeah, right before this conversation, we get this whole portion of the show where Becky, as Ashley just said, says that since right before her sort of coming on to the real world back in the day, she was vis- she was uh, doing a Ouija board with her friends and they were trying to find some sort of a singer songwriter or something. And it turns out that the person they contacted was, in fact, John Lennon, who helped her write a song and then kind of merged with her soul like he comes back and visited her a lot and they had fun they hung out they laughed but it was definitely john lennon don't get that twisted and that john lennon was basically giving her the inspiration to write her shitty songs (laughs) so weird it was so weird and everybody in the house was so fucking weird about it and she was like i'm only bringing this up because like we're sharing stuff about ourselves and i never brought this up on the original show because I, I didn't want it to be, I understand how it would be taken, but now is the time for me to share my thing. And she's like, and uh, in 2002, he left. Like, apparently, yeah. he just... Yeah, <laughs> he, he left me a goodbye song, and... Um, <laughs> he wrote me a song, and... and But she's also, like, an energy healer. She's like, it's not it's not medically proven, but it's medical energy Yeah, work. she's like, I'm not a doctor, but I should be. Like, that was what yeah. she was kind of saying. yeah. <laughs> and she just really, really does not come across in a positive light on this show. So I wonder what's going to happen to old Becky. I want to see more of Julie and Heather B's friendship, though, because those two are having fun in the house. Julie is having a good time. Heather B is having a good time. They're getting drunk and joking around, and it's fun. There is a moment that made Ashley and I laugh really hard where um, they're like, getting drunk off of Heather B like brought an entire bar in her bag and like is like mixing drinks for everybody. And like, they're clearly like three sheets to the wind. 
in like the confessional, like doing like a confessional situation and like kind of like, uh, you know, kind of drunk Julie is just like, I just want to say right now, I pity the the casts of these shows that had to do their show, their season in an other city that's not New York City. Like she's like, fuck you. She's like, <laughs> fuck she, your city. Yeah, she's like, you're fucking shit cities. Yeah. Like New York <laughs> is the best. And then she was like, I just and she like literally threw her fucking middle finger up and she was like, fuck you <laughs> yeah. like, to the other casts. <laughs> because they had a shittier city definitely the highlight of the entire fucking show so truly so funny yeah julie's great i really like great great. i really like julie i really like heather i really like norman i really like kevin yeah um the dude with the guitar is a little iffy um he's uh, always been though yeah he's a little iffy i don't know why and we talked about becky so um and and eric's great he's also just like not there he's not there but the moments we get with eric and his interviews are fantastic yeah um, I like Heather and Eric's relationship with one another. Yeah, it's, they it's, love each other. It's great. It's just some good, good stuff. Um, so I'd say catch up with that shit. They're doing it once a week, so it's easy to catch up on. Paramount it. Plus. And I imagine they're only going to be like six six to ten episodes. It's yeah. not going to be a long run here. Um, so the other thing, the next thing that I made Ashley watch was, um, and this was in, in order for me to stay in the room that she was in. Ashley wanted me to stay in the room with her while she was like doing her puzzle or something like that. And I was like, no, because I want to watch something and you don't want to watch it. And I really want to watch it. The new episode's out. And you were like, I don't care. Just watch it here. It's fine. And I go, you're going to be upset. And you're like, no, no, do it. It's fine. I want to uh, just stay here while I do my puzzle. And I was like, okay. And so I hopped on the bed and turned on the TV and put on uh, Street Outlaws Mega Cash Days. Um, and yeah, I've kind of mentioned a little bit of it here and there. It is a reality show and we it, 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 it is fit to be talked about. But Ashley actually sat down and watched a full episode of Street Outlaws Mega Cash Days. Now, for those of you that don't know what it is, I think I kind of explained it once, but I'll do it again really quick. Basically, these are street racers, drag racer, racers that ha- are have entered. They're the best drag racers in the country, and they've entered into a competition in Nebraska called uh, Mega Cash Days, where it's a, a, a two a double elimination bracket, um, and uh, the winner gets. Uh, half a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars cash and each race you win you get an additional five grand so if even if you win a race you win five grand and it's really stressful and uh it's uh, really fun to watch and just the personalities of these drivers are, are enough to keep this show going they are some fun guys to watch get angry and get excited now ashley your first foray into street outlaws mega cash days give me it I enjoyed it. I mean, I like that there's this whole element of these guys trying to do math and like do science because they're like, oh, we got to put in this amount of the turbo and then the, you know, there's the witchy side of me loves to see people tinker with potions. And that's what's going on. (laughs) You know, that's what they're doing. They're tinkering with potions to make these car, these hot rods take off because these aren't just like cars that race these aren't just like fast cars these are people have engineered these cars yeah. with all they're like sorts rockets of, they're basically like mini rockets they don't yeah. seem to press the gas on them like that's not you don't drive them that way 
which I find really fascinating. I know nothing about cars it's up like until I watched chemical, this show it's two weeks ago. Two liquids get combined and then the car just takes off is what it's like. And, and like you wait for the go and you just like you're not pressing the gas. You're like pulling a little lever basically. You're pulling a trigger and then your your car just goes boom. And it like either will the, the wheels will stick to the road and be able to uh, move itself down towards the finish line or you will spin your tires out and you will not be able to have a good run. And these people do not race each other. It's two people head to head, but they do not race each other. They don't talk about the other car or the other driver really at all. It's they are racing the street. How, you know, the street's a little cold, the concrete's a little cold. They have to make sure that they really do enough burnouts to get their wheels hot enough to grip. Uh, you know, they have to make sure that what they put down to slick the tires won't ruin their actual run. As Ashley said, like most of these people in this competition, this Mega Cash Days 2020 or whatever, they're trying to figure out ways to take power out of their car because all of their cars are way too powerful for the conditions for this particular street they're racing on. And so they just sit with a computer that they hook up to the dashboard of their cars, and then they just try and figure out ways to slow their cars down. And it's it's fascinating yeah. to, to see people just panicking about the fact, like, I don't think I'm going to get my car to go down the, the strip and cross the finish line. I just need to cross the finish line. And most of them don't. It's It's a wild situation. Um, and, uh, honestly, I, I really love it. I, I don't like cars any more than I did before. I just like, like watching these guys deal with this problem they have. And yeah, I'm to into it. Money. I'm not into it in the same way though, that I'm into 60 days in. 60 days in. So, all right. So then I made Ashley, I realized, you know, through all of this pandemic and bullshit, there was a 60 days in season that, that, that crept up on me last year in like January. You might remember one time Nick famously declared it's his favorite show of all time. Yeah. I watched like three or four seasons in a row. And then I watched like the fifth season when it came out. And then I forgot about the sixth season and uh, didn't know it was coming out. And it came out and it's there. I'm watching it on Hulu. And I was like, oh, shit. And I realized that. I was like, I got to crack this in. So I, I watched like the first four episodes and got really hooked. And then finally I threw it on while Ash was in the room. And sure enough, Ash got hooked. It's so addictive. It is so bingeable. But so let me describe for those maybe we have some people don't know what so it is. Stressful. It leaves me in shambles. But yes, go ahead. So sixty days in, our participants opt into this program, quote unquote, where and this particular it's a jail, and uh, these they it's a prison, opt, right? It's a jail. So they opt into going to jail for sixty days, um, and to see if they can hang in jail and nobody in the jail knows like not the, the 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 guards nobody knows that they're a participant what they think is happening is you know one of these like discovery channel documentaries about life on the inside so uh, everybody in the jail gets interviewed they don't realize that there are fake uh inmates in the jail so um th- this it's usually they bounce around to different prisons. This prison or a different uh, um, jails. This jail is in Alabama and it's overcrowded and it's really gross and it's kind of scary. And the idea of them going in there, it's always like the sheriff wants them to go in there and figure out how drugs are getting yeah, in or like, like figure the, out the issue. They have tasks. This is a brand new sheriff who took over this jail. It's his first year, so he's trying to change the culture in this jail. Yeah, they're like 
undercover and they're usually like sort of like military or police adjacent you know but they also put in super fans of the show yeah you know? and just like this one guy that was like i'm a political science major this and i'm trying to see if i can live without my parents and it's like hmm why don't you just move out and not yeah. go to jail you idiot so, uh, yeah, these people go in there and immediately they realize it's not like the television show. And in this in this sixth season, uh, three people pull out on like the first episode. One dude pulls out during intake, like when you're like sitting in handcuffs on a chair waiting for people to run your paperwork before you go into the jail. They told this guy on the way in who was a fucking jail guard in his real life. He was like, uh, they were like, listen, the only thing you can't do, and I knew this was foreshadowing because they had not said this before. You just can't give us, there's a signal if you put your hand over your heart or you say, it. boy, it sure is crowded in here. Those are the signals and we will do our best to come in, extract you, and then eventually get you out of that jail. Um, and so uh, they were like, you just can't, the only thing is you can't do it during intake. We, we have no way of do it, getting you out at that point. He's an intake, the guy's in the cell panicking and he does the signal and so they have to find a way to get into the intake to get him out. And they actually do. But once they get him in the car, this guy has like a suicidal breakdown, basically, about how he's failed the program, failed the sheriff, failed his family. He calls up his wife. His wife's like, hey, what's up? Like, because he had just left like that morning. And they're like, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm out. He's like, she was like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm done. I'm done. She was like, you're done? Yeah, I left. And then she, there's just a pause and she goes, well, can you get back in there? I mean, like she's <laughs> trying to tell her husband, the father of her children, to go back to jail because she's wow. disappointed that he tapped out so early. And then finally he was like, I can't. They're not going to let me out. I screwed up. And, he, and she was like, oh, that's fine. You're not a you're not an inmate. Why would you be able to do that? All right. I'll, I'll see you when you get home. And it was just so fucking sad. Another dude was a Marine who they sent them in there first. And uh, he just was like in his jail cell and like by himself. And he's seeing everything around him. He goes back into his cell and you, you can kind of talk to their each cell has cameras up top. So some people use that as kind of like a confessional, confessional or like a diary room when they can. And the guy's just looking up. He's like, uh, it just occurred to me I've made a huge mistake. Why would I want to do this? This is crazy. Like he comes to his senses wow. while he's sitting in the cell. First day gets extracted out. Couldn't do it. Couldn't yeah. handle it. So um, those were like, you know, this is the first day. I mean, Ashley, when Ashley came in, we're, we're, we're knee deep into our run. Of, yeah, those of this. guys had already gone home when I showed up. So tell me about what you feel about uh, uh, 60 Days In as a whole and like maybe some of the participants that are in there. Like, how do you like the, the women's pod? What's Listen, going on I don't like anything about this show <laughs> and I don't want to watch it. And yet I need to know what happens. Right. I'm so pulled into this because it is truly like, I mean, this is this is ultimate human drama this is like it on steroids in in such a confined environment people's behavior is like you know altered and and just put put maxed out people's behavior is elevated and altered and it is compelling as shit um but it's also very disturbing and i also think we should get completely rid of the prison system in america the jail system there's got to be a better way this feels barbaric and archaic and when you're watching it you're like we haven't evolved past this like that's what that's how i'm thinking the whole time i'm watching this we haven't as a society and culture and species we haven't found an alternative to this system because this ain't 
right. The psychological warfare that happens specifically in the female jail, like first off the male, the, the guys versus the gals, the guys, it's just like straight up animalistic predator behavior is happening. Everyone, it's violent. It's scary. The female jail cell, everyone is like trying to get along, trying to build a little society, having each other's back. And then it is like emotionally and mentally violent. It's, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, I understand why people get so into the show. We keep watching it before bed. And then I lay in the dark and stare at the ceiling for an hour. Cause I have all of these like horrible things going through my head and we can't watch it before bed anymore, by the way. I'm done with that, Nick. You do it. You do it every one. I'm, I'm going to watch it when I can watch it. You know, I love the show. I never have any. I because sleep, you I also sleep real binge nice it. afterwards. It's not like a show where you just put on an episode. You know, Nick and I can put on an, an episode of Survivor and then we'll go, oh, you want to do one more? And we go, yeah. With 60 Days In, you put one on, you're watching four. Well, they are really, really good with the, you watch for 38 minutes. It's about a guy who's trying to eat like soup, like trying to heat up soup for the whole, and he can't figure out how to heat up soup. In, in and jail. then the last two minutes. The last two minutes, a guy, all of a sudden it's just like, and then I turned around and the guy ran towards me with a shank. And it's like <laughs> on the next 60 Days In. And you're like, fuck, fuck, I waited an hour to see something fun. <laughs> Like somebody get chased with a shank, and then happened the last second. So now I have to watch the next episode. So they're they're good with that. What's what I find interesting is the women's pod always seems like more of like a college dorm room. You know what I mean? Well, the women are like building a community. Right, it's they're like, being civil to toward each, each other um, towards each other. What happens always in the women's pod is one of the women go, "I know this show's sixty days in. You look like you'd be a contestant on there." Like, and that happens in the women's pod all the time. They're just sitting around like looking at people and making judgments on them and being way more observant in that way. Yeah. Um, and it's also not wouldn't. It's you're not going to be say somebody wasn't in 60 days in and you uh, said, hey, you're you seem like you're a fed or you're a cop or you're a this or that. Like if you do that in the men's pod, that's such a sign of like disrespect that you would have to like come to some sort of a fight in yeah. order to deal with the fact that somebody accused you of being like a cop. If you're like that type of a person or you're going to be picked on the whole time, the women, it's more like high school where they're like, Oh great. They're picking on me. I got to go to my cell. Cause no one likes me. It's kind of like that. There's no, the men, there's not much physical violence. There's a threat of death. Right. That so hangs in the air. What's happening in the men's pod is they brought in these two guys who like are basically had a competition on who could like, like kill it in, in jail more yeah they're both like trying to be the pod boss yeah one dude is like a prison guard from the atlanta prison that we saw like in seasons three and four and the other dude was just like a dude from miami who was like the uh college quarter starting college quarterback who just doesn't think his shit stinks and he's just really cool and and really athletic and and he's able to kind of be gregorious and and kind of like an older brother or like a like a football coach mentality with everybody and and he susses out the other dude and is like, I can tell this new guy, Tony, is also in this program. Anything Tony can do, I can do better. Like, they're not afraid to be in jail it's at weird. all. They're yeah. just like more like, I'm going to climb the social ladder. They've both claimed to be pod bosses. Yeah. It's, it's like insane. But the both of them had the last two episodes, which was incredibly fascinating. They just had a competition on who can buy more shanks and drugs. Yeah, it was like who can get the their finger on the pulse of contraband in this pod and 
turns out both of them could. Both of them did a bang up job of getting the fire. We um, did have to see someone get shanked though. Which we I did was have like, to see someone get shanked. Why? I don't want to watch that. Nick loving it. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Really crazy. Um, but really what it was is exposed like the fucking guards in this place. They just sit there. It, it's well, it's one guard yeah. to like 150 inmates. And it's, we learned that he didn't have mace. Yeah, he, told, he just has mace on his, he has an empty can of mace just yeah. to like, he couldn't even shoot it. It's like a horrible, horrible jail. Um, anyway, what I thought this episode, I thought this was going to be like a 10 episode season because it clearly was wrapping up and we watched like what I thought was the finale on episode 10 and they had finally finally gotten extracted and they show but like the sheriff is like upset with the participants because most of them quit so and, many people and dropped like, out and they were there for the wrong reasons that they were like we have to bring in new co- contestants and i'm like what yeah he's like I really looked. only tony did the right good yeah. job there's seven people in that are coming there's seven episodes left and they were bringing more people into this yeah. jail and i couldn't be more excited Wow. All right, folks. I think we've talked to you enough about jail. Um, <laughs> uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Do us a favor. Sign up for a Patreon. Uh, we get uh, we give uh, two bonus episodes a month for five bucks. First our- one in March is coming out soon. I gotta. We're already midway through. That's patreon.com forward slash reality blows. You can uh, sign up there. We thank you so much for it. If you haven't rated us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever you're using, please do give us a high rating. Five stars would be great. Uh, write a nice little review. We appreciate that very much. And don't forget that uh, we're still doing challenge podcasts, yo, over at the uh, uh, recap center. Uh, which we drop our uh, uh, what's the what's the show called uh, the challenge double agents that's what it is <laughs> season thirty six we've been recapping that all season our recaps come out Thursday mornings because the show is Wednesday night so make sure to catch up on all of those if you're interested and uh, we will talk to you next Monday goodbye bye.